Holding last time by Yeshua's Tefillah after Klayisrael's loss at I. And he basically says to Hashem, what's going to happen if you abandon Klayisrael now? Because he understood that if Klayisrael lost in a battle, especially a battle where they shouldn't have lost, especially a battle where there was meant to be an easy fight, there was a sign that Hashem wasn't with them. And the second argument that we saw, he says, is that it's going to cause a chilul Hashem. Being as people didn't know, that Hashem himself didn't know Klai Yisrael had done wrong. And therefore the going who witnessed Klai Yisrael's defeat will see it as Ki'ilu Chasvashonim Hashem's defeat. So what's Hashem's response? Vayem Hashem al Yahushua. Hashem says to Yahushua, Kumrach. Basically means get up. Lomazat al-Nefra al-Ponecho. Why are you davening? In other words, and we see this in last week's parasha as well, Tefillah has a certain territory, so to speak, where Tefillah works. In certain areas where Tefillah works. In that category, then it helps to daven. There's sometimes where Tefillah isn't the correct thing to do. And when that's the case, so then Hashem's response is, don't daven That's not the right thing which is expected. We find it by Yamsuf. That Hashem tells Moshe basically that now is not the time for tefillah. We have to explain why. It's the din of Yamsuf. It's especially about Yamsuf. And we find here as well that Yeshua was davening. And Hashem told him that's not what you need to do right now. Why not? So the case we're talking about over here is like Hashem is going to say, there's, first you have to fix the problem. First you have to fix the problem. There's a reason why Akhadish Parafu took away his uh, protection for Klai Yisrael. And therefore, Klai Yisrael's job first was to rectify what had gone wrong. And then they can dive in afterwards to, so to speak, bring back Hashem's favor. But as long as the Avera is still there, so then we made it the... It isn't yet the time to dive. Dahina, let me explain. When it came to Chaita Egel, it's exactly the opposite. In the, when it came to Chaita Egel, so when Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, the Klai Yisrael have sinned. Moshe didn't know what to do. Chazal said Moshe was at a loss. He never expected such a dramatic Yerida uh, for Klai Yisrael. And now that Hashem had informed him, he didn't know what to do. So Hashem coached him. Hashem said, If you leave me alone, I'll destroy them. So Moshe took that as his cue, that, which means I'm meant to daven. And therefore, there was a tefillah which Moshe davens even before he goes down the mountain. And even before he goes to destroy the eagle and deal with the sinners and prevent Klai Yisrael from whatever they're doing wrong, there was mocking for a tefillah right there. And Moshe does daven right away. And uh, it was the tefillah worked to start, so to speak, stay the punishment, but it wasn't immediate. And then Moshe had time to go down and destroy the eagle and punish the sinners and bring Klai Yisrael to do tefillah. And then he went back up a second time to carry on davening. So there, even though the Avera was extant, there was a mock of right away. Mashaankan over here, Hashem tells Yeshua, now don't dive into me. There's a clash of done in Avera, you have to deal with that first. What's the difference? What's the difference whereby Moshe, not only was the Tefillah meant to be before, before Moshe dealt with the Egel, Hashem even coached Moshe that you meant to dive in right away. And over here, it's the other way around. Hashem says to, to Yeshua, why are you davening? There's a problem. Deal with the problem first and then daven. What's the difference? 
There's a very big difference. And that is, over, over here, in the case of Yeshua, so Klai had already been punished. They lost the battle, and the Menashe got killed. So they've already been punished. So now the question is, what to do for the future? So that's the case, like every time a person suffers a punishment, so what's a person meant to do? You see, he's still in Bayamalov. The first thing is do Chavah. After the Gemara Batfil. After experiencing punishment, so then the first thing to do is, Nach Basad Rechainu, Mashrish 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 says, the person has checked what he's done wrong. If you're talking about Klai Yishol, then we should check what Klai has done wrong. And then first rectify whatever the mistake was, and then we can dab. Mashrish in the case of Chaita Egel, Klai hadn't yet been punished. It was still before punishment. And if that's the case, the point of Tefillah was to prevent the punishment. And that's what Hashem tells Moshe. He says, and I'll, My anger will burn against them and I'll destroy them. Which means, if there's going to be a punishment now, it will destroy Klai And therefore, the Tefillah there came after that very before the punishment. Then there's a Makkum for Tefillah. Then there's a Makkum for Tefillah. Why? What's the difference? Why is it in the case of, like in our case over here, where it was after the punishment, so Hashem said, now is not the time to die. Whereas over there, there was. So. And every time we would it's already after, afterwards. If we know, some, if, if we're already suffering, it's already after punishment. And then the Eitzah is, like the Gemara says, the person says Yisurim, the first Eitzah is, he should do Chuvah. He should find what he did wrong. So really the Gemara in, in Zvachim addresses this issue in a bit of a different sense. The Gemara says, What's the point of bringing an Ashim Tari? If a person isn't sure if they've done an Avera, the halacha is, in a case of doubt, he brings a carbon and Ashim Tari. And the wants to know what's the point. If he one day finds out that he did the Avera, he'll have to bring a carbon Khatis. And if he didn't do the Avera, he finds out he didn't do the Avera, then he's part of it. So what's the Ashim Tari coming for? So the Gemara answers, the Ashim Tari is coming to, to prevent him being punished in the meantime. Really, if, he's, if he has done the average, he's deserving of a punishment. So he doesn't yet know what he's done wrong. So he can't do Chavah yet. But uh, on the other hand, Hashem does know what he's done wrong and maybe he deserves to be punished. And therefore, the Ashram Tali comes to prevent him being punished in the meantime until he finds out if he did something wrong and then he can do the proper Chavah and bring a carbon Khatas. And it's the same thing by a Tfilah. Tfilah doesn't rectify an Avera. Chavah does. But what Tfilah can help is it can stay the punishment until a person does Shiva. And therefore, if a person is holding before punishment, so then Tfilah works. It can prevent Hashem punishing him and, and giving him a chance to, to come to, to Shiva on his own. That was the point of Chaita Egel also. Moshe davened that Hashem shouldn't destroy Kaishwa right now. Vayinochem Hashem Hashem didn't decide not to destroy punishment to Kaishwa now. Give Moshe a chance to do something about it. And Moshe Taki used the chance. He went down, like I said, he dealt with the Eglazov, he dealt with Klai Yishol, he brought him to Chuvah. He came back to David again. The point of Tefillah then is that, that like the Nusuz Sharm says, it's more rachim to give a person time. It's more rachim to give a person time and he can deal with, some, with, with whatever the whatever the Avera was until he, before he gets punished. But to take away the Avera needs Chuvah. So therefore, if it's holding in a matter before punishment, then Tefillah is necessary. Please Hashem, don't punish me. And then use the opportunity now to do Tefillah. But in the case by Yeshua, it was really after the punishment. 
So now that now that one of the persons already experienced punishment, now the first reaction has to be, what did we do wrong? What can we do chuva for? And then after we've done the chuva, then we can then we can come along and ask Hashem to be misratz, so to speak, to come close to us again. And that's also the same Gemara in Zvachim. The same Gemara says, whenever a person is of two korbanos, one a chatos and one a oila, the halacha is a chatos always comes first. When a person is bringing two korbanos, the chatos always comes first. There's one exception, but besides the one exception, the rule is always the chatos comes before the oila. Not because the chatos is more kardosh, but because the chatos comes as chuvah. The chatos comes to mechapera and nevera. And after the kapara, now the oila comes to misratzeh. To, so to speak, make a person find favor again by Hashem. And it has to go in that order. Because as long as there's a taina in a person, there's, a, there's, a, there's something stopping, so to speak, his closeness to Hashem, there's nevera in the way, so it's not going to work to misratzeh. The person to do what he And only after the chatos has been mechaper, that then after the oil can come to recreate the ritzi, to so bring back the ritzi. Vidu is part of chuvah. Vidu is part of chuvah. Except the person is saying for, but vidu is part of chuvah. And uh, and uh, vidu is not an appropriate part of chuvah unless it's first been in aziva sachet. If a person says vidu while vidu while he's still doing the avera, so then it's a joke. But you're asking Hashem to forgive you for an avera that I did, which I'm still doing. And therefore it's true. The process of Chuvah first has to be as if it's a chait, that I've stopped doing what I was doing wrong. And now there's a process I can come back and ask Hashem to forgive me and then work ahead. The, the, the tefillah of Moshe, so to speak, uh, after, after the chait agil and after the miraglim. Both times it was before the punishment. Before the punishment, there's a makum for tefillah. It's meant to hold off the punishment. The other example is in this case over here. And by most of any, you also find such a thing. In those cases where the punishment came, so to speak, before Moshe davened, and there were two or three cases, like in the Torah, I'll give examples now, then in those cases, Moshe didn't daven. He first dealt with the problem. For example, after the mass of, of when the Klayashul complained about the man in Bashar's Chukas, Right? And Hashem sent the snakes to bite to bite them. So the people came to Moshe. So then the Aitza was bring Kaishal to Chuvah. The idea of making the Nachash and the the copper snake which everyone's meant to look up to was meant to be a reminder to the Chuvah. That was the Aitza. Same thing after the Mesa Korach. When the Malach Amavis started killing people, not the story of Korach himself, but after all Kaishal complained. And the Malach started killing people. So Moshe tells Aaron, take the Torahs and run. And stop the plague. And then Moshe didn't die. And so same you say. The, the, the punishment's already here. So now the idea is you have to do something whatever is necessary to stop the punishment. In that case, to bring the Torahs. Oh, so this is the Nakuda. Yeshua didn't know Kaisha had done something wrong. Yeshua didn't know Kaisha had done something wrong. It wasn't like he was aware there was a Chet. And therefore he was meant to deal with it. And so it's legality. Yeshua feels that Hashem's left Klai Yisrael. He doesn't know why. So that's why he went to Babel. So what's Hashem's answer? Hashem tells him that what the problem was. Chata Yisrael, Klai Yisrael sinned, the gam of Ruiz they were over my covenant. which I commanded them. Gam Lachum in Akarim, also they took from the Kharim. Gam Gonvu, they also stole. Gam Kichasha, they also denied it. Gam Salmu claim. They also hid it in their in their kalim. 
And therefore, the punishment for that, as a result, Klaus won't be able to stand up to their enemies. They're going to turn and flee. Because since they stole from the Kherim, Hashem, so to speak, abandoned them. And Hashem says, As a result, Hashem won't be with them anymore. Unless they, he deals with the people who, who broke the Kherim. So here, Hashem is Megale to Yeshua what Klaus did wrong. Like I said before, Yeshua didn't know this. And therefore he says, it's not Stam. There was a reason, there was a chait. And as a result of the chait, Hashem is punishing Klaishal. But now let's look at the first pasuk again. Because Hashem has a long list of things Klaishal did wrong. So the first question is, what were the over the bris which Hashem commanded them? What are we talking about? Klaishal on their own volition decided to make the chayim. So what's the bris that they were over? So the Mephoshim point out here, like we said before, that the story of Yericha happened on Shabbos. And therefore... When Ochan started from the Kherim, he was Mechal of Shabbos also. He had to carry it from the Rishus where it was to his house on Shabbos. So the first liquid is Chil of Shabbos. Shabbos is called the Bris which Hashem commanded us. And the number one, They were over the Mechal of Shabbos. They were over the Bris that they carried on Shabbos. That's the second severity. In the level of severity, that was the second thing. That they started from the Kherim, which was the prom- that the covenant they had made not to take from the Kherim, which was meant to be Kodesh. They stole from the Kherim. Begam Gonvu. What's in the Kherim they also stole? So there's two points here. Number one, there's two Averis in Me'ela. The one, Me'ela is taking some which belongs to the Kurdish. The one Avera is, it's being Mechal of the Kurdish. The second is, it's also stealing. So it some which doesn't belong to you, it belongs, so to speak, to the Rishus of the Shechina. And the person steals from that. So there's, a, there's an element of, of Me'ila, besides for the very Shabbat of Kodesh, it's also the element of Geneva. Gam Kichashu. We also denied it. That we're going to see when Yeshua identifies who stole from the Kherim, so he denies it. But Gam Soma Beklein. They hid it in the Kalim. And what's the added Yisra in that? So Shama Melech says in in Mishlei, If a person steals, it's a bad thing. But if a person's justification is he was hungry, nothing to eat. And therefore he stole in order to eat. So in some way, ameliorates the severity of the crime. It doesn't matter it, but there's a justification for it. But if a person steals when he doesn't need it, he steals to just hide it in his kalim, so then it makes the, there's no justification for that there. Right? A person says, uh, you're right, I was in desperate circumstances, I had nothing to eat. I was hungry, so I went to the store and I took a, uh, I stole an apple. So it doesn't justify it, but at least it in some way condones how bad it is because he, we understand the position the person's in that maybe that, that's what brought him to a very. But if a person doesn't even use the thing he stole, some of the he just goes to hide it, so there's no justification. What do you steal for? Just to have more money. That, so that's what that's the next thing that Kodesh Prophet says. But besides the fact that they start from the Kherim, it wasn't for any reason. The Ochan didn't need it. Some of claim he just just to have it. And the matter there's no justification for it. Okay, so therefore Hashem tells Yoshua that that the Oynish wasn't the fact that Hashem left it wasn't for nothing was an Oynish. And that's the case, now's not the time to dive in. And he says you have to go and you have to deal with the Oynish. You have to as long as if you don't destroy the person who's talking from the Khaidim, then as long as that happens, Hashem's not going to be with you. And therefore, like you're going to see, Yeshua's job now is not to daven, but to 
identify who, is, who was the person who took his stole from the Kherim and to punish him, and that would be the way to, so to speak, mechapir on that very which happened.